sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. And I, oh! Just a bachelor looking for a partner. <laughs> you what? <laughs> Who knows how to ride without even rolling off? <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all, I'm so we are so sorry for this late drop. I promise you, but um. Here's a little story that I got to tell before we even get started. So on Sunday, because we record normally on Sundays, um, to have the show ready for you guys on Monday. Now, I was walking into the um, the spot and there was this Indian gentleman, Trinidadian, I don't want to be offensive, but I believe he was Indian. Mm-hmm. He was smoking something that was not weed or a cigarette and my nostrils and sinuses got a whiff of that shit. Y'all, <laughs> five minutes into recording the episode, my Pride. throat closed up. All the way up. It closed up. Marley even saw my eyes start to swell. I c- a bitch barely could breathe. I don't know what was going on. It was a mess. That's what but it I, was. It was a huge... <laughs> I made it through. We're not here for that right now. I made it through. That's right. Um, welcome to my allergies are more severe than yours. One hundred. <laughs> welcome to Benadryl is more than just a pill. Two hundred three. Welcome to EpiPen, but then one hundred one. Welcome to the EpiPen is in the bag and I got your bag 304. Welcome to I got an EpiPen and hot sauce in my bag. Okay? 202. Welcome to why the fuck do we need hot sauce, bitch? I'm so done with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, as you guys hear, we're here, we're back, and welcome to a little social experiment that goes wrong every now and again. And it's called Who Raised You? Who Raised You, Hoes? Seriously, who did? Um, My name is Lonnie, but this week I'm going to be the controversy known as Meek Mill's tour bus. Okay. Wow, I can't wait to hear about that one. Um, And I am your lovely co-host, Marlon. And this week I am hashtag 39 fine, bitch. Get into it. That's right. See, here's the thing, y'all. I had a whole song and dance to my co-host on Sunday because I knew his birthday was Monday. But mm-hmm. you thought you were going to evade? Like, I had <laughs> one song in me. You thought you were going to get, you thought you were going to get around then. Oh, you shit, you bitch, really? You, 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 th- th- your thoughts? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I said happy birthday. Take it to 
Did we really just throw this Mary around in there? What's going on? What is all that? <laughs> Listen, I am also Mary J. Blige's sturdy milliwatt on any block. Call me. That's my name. I think we can move on now because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not a stern milliwatt on any block. I can't. Listen, that Mary's foot is lethal. We need it needs to literally be classified as just some shit because I don't want to be kicked by that woman at all. Do y'all understand you know, me? It's always in a stiletto pump. Always. Forever a stiletto pump. So we are about to start the things called the show. Um, it's time for y'all to get up, wipe and flush. It's time mm-hmm. to scroll on her. So right. we have a few things here. Promise won't be long. And there's one long controversial piece that I will have for scroll on this week. Um, don't know how you're going to feel about that, but hey, we, here we are. First things first on my list. Because I made it and I checked it twice. Did you realize that... Um, You've heard less of Victoria's Secret as of late. You know, I ain't seen them in a long ass time, honestly. You know, they've been taken out so many, they've been taken out, out at this point. And this is literally the kiss of death. Uh, Rihanna's Savage, uh, Savage X Fendi line is set to premiere in stores and um, basically launch stores in 2022. Come on, Fendi. Christian Pendarvis, the brand's chief marketing and design officer, notes that they can absolutely see some stores in 2022. For these customers who feel, don't feel comfortable purchasing online, the report also notes that pop-up stores in Europe are also in talks about, are also being talked about, excuse me. Mm-hmm. As of now, however, there's nothing concrete about Europe. Hmm. So okay. it sounds it sound like it's going to be some pop-up shots or we actually going to get some actual Savage x stores. Now, yeah, I just had... See, I'm going to need that rainbow and black jockstrap back, Rihanna. Um, I tried to order it and it was sold out already. And Of course it was. I, of course it was. Of course, but I had to settle for red. But I need to have a conversation with Robin because mm. we need to talk about... Um, ensuring that I can get that black job strap. Um, the niggas would gladly appreciate it. Gladly. Come on for job straps. Listen, job straps and all. Uh, you know who I don't want to be these days? Who? Robert. What? I know you ain't talking about Kelly. There's only one synonymous one. We don't mention him, but I just say Robert. <laughs> Well, this you don't scoff. We actually got a win from this one. Uh, did you know that YouTube had removed both of his music channels? Oh, both of them. Both of them. Oh, okay. Good. Both of them. All right, YouTube. I see you. Get rid of the girls. Get rid this of them. This is coming from the New York Times. Two channels, R. Kelly TV and the singer's Vimeo, excuse me, Vimeo, Jesus Christ, Vivo account which hosted his music videos were removed on Tuesday and what YouTube, owned by Google, said was an enforcement of his terms of service. In a quote, we can confirm that we have terminated two channels linked to our Kelly coordinates with our creator responsibility guidelines, Ivy Cho, a YouTube spokesperson, said in a statement. Now, it took y'all for him to actually get, a, to get convicted of it to remove it? 
Of course, because because anything before that was about the money. It's about the coin. Because I promise you, I've been talking about Robert for like going on three years now. Listen, I just need people to understand that anything that um, Mr. Kelly has gotten after since the inception of his career, all the way up until now, with all the shenanigans that's been going on with him, has been purely about money and how much money he can make y'all, and that's just it. Literally, y'all didn't care because y'all knew. That's why y'all didn't step in and do that because we all knew what was going on. You know, (laughs) everybody turned a blind eye. Everybody acted like shit was cool, shit was sweet. Now that we're on the other side of justice and shit is being called out, put that bitch under the jail. You're going to jail. In the words of Perez, what? What is the? You're going to jail, bitch. (laughs) Just. The fuck like that, that. go. That way. <laughs> that that way. Shit. Get the fuck out. So let's have another conversation in the cafe, shall we? Um, you know also what I'm tired of these days? Because I promise you this is just a rundown of things I'm tired of. <laughs> okay, what's next on the chopping block? I'm tired of people breaking up, getting back together, but it's more in a legal sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, child. Mm-hmm. Let your mind marinate. Let your mind marinate mm-hmm. for a hot second because yeah. it's coming from page six. Third time's a charm question mark. Ray J and Princess Love are calling it quits. Again. The one wish cooner filed for divorce from his estranged wife in Los Angeles Superior Court on Wednesday as he remains hospitalized for, for a pneumonia in Miami. Page six confirms. It's the third time the pair has divorced since May 2020, having dismissed the two first requests after reconciling. It's a wrap, a source told page six of their marriage. They're not in a healthy relationship, but there's definitely love there. Sweetheart. No. No. Just Just let it go. I'm sorry. Like, there are two people that do not need to be married at all. Like, from outside looking in, outside looking in, they don't need to be together at all. See, I don't know nothing else about them outside of the last time I ever saw them on TV when I was watching that damn show. I think it was Love and Hip Hop Hollywood where he, like, pushed her in the pool or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. That was the last time that I'd ever seen them and had any knowledge about their bond of any kind, so... I don't I have mean, a dog in this fight, child, but go ahead and do it. Shit, if you if this is the third time y'all filing for divorce and shit, and then I heard, didn't he like file for divorce from the hospital room or some shit like that? He yeah, I was just saying that in the article. He is in the hospital fighting pneumonia and he still filed for divorce. <sighs> so that I don't mean to laugh, but like what type of escape route are you trying to make to be them there on your deathbed, but you still trying to get a divorce? Like that was priority. You you stopped everything. Halt everything, child. Put the penicillin away. Give me them papers to make sure this this shit go out and she gets served. Like, what are we doing? And I'm willing to bet you it had something to do with the fact that he's battling pneumonia by himself. I'm willing to bet you that's probably what it is. I could bet money on it. So this is coming from the same man that left his pregnant wife and went off to Vegas to party? Yep. Left like that? Yep. So this is a let, cause for let, not even let, Remember, 
they were well i don't know if you knew but re- at one point they were in california they were living in hollywood and mm-hmm. he wanted because i watched love and hip-hop at the time he wanted to move to vegas princess's issue was she said that's not a way to raise it like to raise kids it's not a place like mm-hmm. vegas isn't the place ideally where we can raise children so they reckon they worked out that issue and i don't know what it is this time i'm making an assumption okay this allegedly might be his logic behind why he wanted to leave her more power to you oh, just i hope y'all figure yes. it out and actually don't, don't decide to recant the request again okay. i mean who are me to judge i'm just single how many kids they got together two they got two there's okay. um melanie melanie is three and epic is only one so okay. yeah Ooh, no power to you. um have you ever wanted to sue someone for something Yes, yes. Wasting my time, energy, and space. Um, oh. Breaking my arm and not giving me the coins that I deserve. Breaking your <laughs> arm. Breaking I was just about accident. Like in 2010, broke my arm in two places, didn't get the coins I deserve. It's not really a big deal. But um, <clears throat> first of all, you have seen this scar so many times and probably never even thought about it. But yes. We're gonna we're gonna talk about who I need to fight off air. So <laughs> apparently, a woman decided to sue. Sue who? Let me get into the juice of the story real quick because this is the messiest one I got. Oh my god! This is coming from Hollywood. All I'm gonna say is. I better be able to get that audio. And I'm going to move on. Because luckily I remember exactly where I was at. Because I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I know, that's right. It's still my joy today, Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, so I was saying, you ever got in a situation where you wanted to sue someone? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Well, a Kansas woman decided to do just that. Okay, what happened? Again, I'm reading from Hollywood Unlocked. A Kansas woman has filed a $1 million lawsuit against Geico after she caught an STD from a man whose vehicle was covered by the insurance company. Yes. We, we gotta stop. She got, you, you gotta fucking relax. Like, what? Yes. She's suing Geico because she caught an STD from a guy and his car was covered. His insurance company was Geico. And because she caught the actual, excuse me, let me be correct. She caught HPV in a 2014 Hyundai Genesis. This is not supposed to be funny, but the fact that she actually sued Geico is hilarious. Why? Where's the, first of all, where's the logic in this? Is How are you suing his insurance company? Let me for busting it wide open and the, okay. Come on, give, give me give me some details. I don't think it's gonna make no sense, no way. But let's go. <laughs> the lawsuit claims a woman hooked up with a man in the backseat of his 2014 Hyundai Genesis and apparently caught HPV as a result. According to 98.7 K Love, 
The woman says she didn't use protection during the sexual encounter and feels Geico owes her money because her date was a policy uh, uh, has a policy with the provider. Uh, pardon me. In response to the lawsuit, Geico has filed a countersuit against the woman and said their policy only covers injuries that occurred out of the ownership, maintenance, or use of the vehicle. What made her think that this was going to work? Like, honestly, sis, what, what were you thinking? You said this nigga fucked around, mm-hmm. gave me HPV mm-hmm. in the back of his ride. And because of that, I'm owed. To, I, I'm owed coin mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. did it in your car. Since you you weren't in a wreck, he didn't run you over with the car. He ran you over with that dick, and you got HPV from it. You you that's that's not how. It's not no. That's not science. That's not how it works. You don't get a coin from that. You you just simply don't. Doing it in the park. <laughs> doing it at the dark. Oh yeah, one big park. Oh yeah, one great park. Doing it in the park. The girls ain't got nothing. They got the audacity with a side of nerve. Because what the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it at all. Well, we went from suing Geico to catching fraud charges. What? Yeah, so apparently, um, someone from Real House—excuse Real Housewives—excuse me, Basketball Wives—has decided to join the fraud game. Oh my god! Her name was her name is British Williams. I'm reading this from Madame Noir. Okay. Mm-hmm. A former Basketball Wives star is facing some serious prison time. British Williams was indicted on charges including five felony charges of misuse of a social security number, four charges of bank fraud, three charges of making false statements to the IRS, three charges of wire fraud, and three charges of aggravated identity theft. Williams was was arrested on October 7th and pled not guilty to the charges. But wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. According to the court documents, Williams began committing fraud back in 2017 when she started using fake social security numbers to open accounts and apply and secure loans. In 2018, she opened three bank accounts under three different business names and would deposit fraudulent checks into these accounts and quickly withdrew them before the bank caught on. Legal documents also listed the date she deposited the checks from legitimate bank accounts, paid the other paid to the order of the defendant or the defendant's businesses without the knowledge or consent of the account owners. From May to July of 2019, she deposited checks in the amounts of $4,500, $4,800, and $4,850.33, and $4,728. The former reality star also used fake names and social security numbers to claim extra dependence when she listed which she listed as a niece or a nephew on her taxes in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Look here, Scamisha. Like, girl, so how you gonna play it? How you gonna plead not guilty? And then trace your ass all the way back to 2017. So you ain't new to this. You true to this, bitch. You true to this. This is your thing. This is clearly your shit. The thing is, she thought she was going to get caught because I'm sorry, because I worked in a financial institution before, I know what this looks like. 
sis didn't want to deposit over five thousand dollars because she didn't want the eyes on her. That's what oh that was. Oh my god! Because <laughs> anytime you deposit large amounts of cash, the IRS is already looking at your ass. Exactly. So she wanted to deposit right under that threshold because never mind, I can't go in too much in the detail. But she was trying not to get caught and still got caught. And you still got caught. I mean, it's. I mean, if you're gonna be balling behind bars and just do that, look here, scammer Patrick Jones. We ain't got time for your shit, girl. Just pack it up, pack it up. She's another one. You're going to jail, jail, bitch. To jail. <laughs> Damn. So oh, I'm gonna give you a coin toss to figure out the last two topics because I originally had something for people versus the pod, but I feel like um less debate is gonna be a little touchy tonight, and that's fine. Uh so head or tail. Tales. Did you ever tell us your coming out story? Seeing that your birthday is coming out there. I know I am that gay that I was born on the day that they come out. Um, I don't think that I've ever told my coming out story here. Do you feel comfortable to share it? You know I'm an open book. I don't give a shit. Go off. Oh boy. So. Uh. I feel like I did tell this story, but you know, we're here now, so it's whatever. All right, so picture it Chicago, 1998? 98? 97 or 98. It's one of them, child. I don't know. At any rate, uh, young, supple, fine 16 year old Marlon. Yes. Now, keep in mind, children, that I have been a card-carrying gay since the tender age of five. Uh, but, you know, have been out to the peoples at all. It's been my ministry for a very long time. I've known that I like dick and ass forever. So, there's that. But ooh, ooh, I'm sorry, I saw the praise in my spirit. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but, back in those days, I was introduced to the dangerous, yet delightful, infamous party line. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was my bag back then. You know, because back then we didn't have no apps, we didn't have no cell phones with cameras, we didn't have none of that shit, okay? Mm-mm. We sure didn't. So, as a young gay boy, if you wanted to meet other gay boys or men, <clears throat> you had to get you on, that on the phone and, and, and get on there and make some things happen. Now, here's the interesting thing about those times. Because you couldn't see who you were talking to, you had to have some game and the gift of gab. Now, (laughs) there were two options. There were a couple of options, but two main options if you wanted to meet somebody on the party line. Now, you could go into the live room, you know, and scroll through the folks and their messages, you know, and that's really if you want to, like, hook up right then and there. You had some time to view the ads and things. You were going to the live rooms. And then you have the option to have your own mailbox. Now, tell the sales. I had a mailbox set up. I did too. And this is, (laughs) mind you, this was the age of the voicemail where you would put 
a cute little song, your favorite tune on the voicemail in the background, Ooh, and you yeah. give them a nasty message on top of it. You would sit there next to the you would sit there next to the boom box, and then yes. you would have to throw in your trade voice because you know yes. if you had your high pitched voice, <laughs> nobody was trying to talk to you. No, so no. you had to you know you had to put a little bass in your voice like. Hey, yo, what's up? <laughs> right, yes. Yes, you had to sound like the only 112 interlude ever in life to get some play. So I remember vividly, my song in the background happened to be Drew Hill's Beauty. Mm-hmm. Listen, gave her a nice little intro. Then I jumped in, gave my message, described to myself, told him to hit me up, leave a message in my mailbox, bada boom, bada bam, it is what it is. Now, Set up my mailbox. Gentleman caller happened to drop in. He said some things that I like to hear. The stats were nice and right. We decided to exchange numbers. We began to talk. Not soon after, we decided to go. He decided he wanted to take me out on a date. So I was like, okay. So around this time, I'm clearly in high school. It's my sophomore year. And around that time, every other Friday was a half day. Luckiest. Right. So, unbeknownst to my mama, I didn't tell her that. Come on. Come on, unbeknownst. So, she was thinking I was in school all day on Fridays. So, this was perfect for me for us to go and meet up. Now, again, I have to reiterate that we didn't, I didn't have no cell phone. So, we had to set up a time and location to meet up. And mind you, I don't know this man from a can of red paint. All we are on at this point. Is a first name basis if that's really a real name. Okay. And we have each other's phone number. Period. So we decided to meet up at the Harold Washington Library. I'm from Chicago. So if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm perched outside of the Harold Washington Library. He, he walks up. Clearly, I'm the only boy standing out there. So are you so and so? Yeah, that's me. What up? He was cute. Caramel delight, little curly top, big pouty lips. Medium thick, how I like them. Everything was cool. So, I went on my first date with a guy ever this day. Oh. He took me out to eat. We had, had a little steak, a little baked potato. You know, bitch got a little Pepsi, a little salad. You know, everything was cute. Everything was right. Then he took me out to the movies, bitch. You know, we went to go see a nice little film. I forgot what we saw. I feel like it was a... Uh... Oh, shit. I can't remember who was in it. You <laughs> Get up off the floor! Took me out to the movies. And mind you, again, this is my first day ever with a guy. We are in the movie theater. This man is holding my hand through the entire movie. Mind you, the theater is packed. I'm all the gay is out. I have not a care in the world. He might as well be my man at this point because what the fuck, sir? Like, all this affection and attention, what are we doing? We made out in the movie theater. Mind you, we are in the middle of the movie theater, like in the middle row, tonguing each other down during the movie. I'm like, this is everything. Oh, my God. Left the movies, then we walked up the Magnificent Mile, hand in hand, giggling, laughing, like two bottoms of bags full of dick. It was Ooh. the greatest thing ever. Here's the problem. Ah, shit. Remember I told y'all it was a half day and my mama didn't know it was a half day. 
Remember I told y'all we have gone out to dinner and a movie. It is well, well after school at this point. Remember I told y'all I ain't got no cell phone, so guess who can't get in contact with me? Your mama. Exactly. So mama, I'm sorry, I can kind of sum this up just a little bit. If you have a black mama, you already know how this go and she can't find you. All hell is about to break loose. Now, here I am frolicking up and down with my gay ass downtown Chicago on Michigan Avenue with this man that has treated me to what at this point is the night of my life. And it's about 7, 30, 8 o'clock at this time. And you 16 and still out? And ain't called home nothing? Your ass is about to be grass. I told him, I said, I'm having a wonderful time, but my mother's going to fucking kill me. As I'm a very sheltered child. Same. She didn't go through all that, go for all that bullshit. You go to school, you come your ass home, you don't go to nobody's house, you don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, why don't you just tell her where you're at and what you were doing, and I think she'll be okay. Why did I feel like this was a great idea? I'll tell you why. Because my emotions was high, endorphins were through the roof, and I went to see this boy again, and this shit was fabulous, and I wanted to do it all over again. Fuck it. Throw cautious. And when I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. You know what? I might just do that. So mm-hmm. then, boys and girls, guess what I did next? I went to the payphone. That's right. Payphone, a phone where you walk up and you put in a quarter and you can actually call somebody. Oh, God. They don't know what those are. They have no idea. So I went to the payphone and I called my mother. Oh, God. She picked up after the second ring. I could not even get a word out. She said, you know you're dead meat, right? I said, yes. She said, where you at? I said, I'm downtown. She said, get your ass home right now. I said, okay. You need to not come with me home. (laughs) So, mind you, we live on totally opposite ends of Chicago. He was a west side boy. I was a south side boy. We had to part ways anyway. Got my kids tonight. I was like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm about to do what I got to do. So, I went home, got upstairs. She had the chain on the door. Petty, 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 petty. You already knew I was late. Why'd you have to put the chain on the door? You put the chain on the door. Because she wanted to catch your ass. That's what she wanted to catch your ass. (laughs) So I put the lock in the door, unlock it, open it, boom. If you ever had a chain on the door, you know what that sound sounds like. It's instant halt. You can't go no further. She comes to the front door, peek out, looking at me, closed the door, unchained it, and walked away. So I walked in the house, closed the door behind me, and she was like, I'm going to bed. We'll talk about this in the morning. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Ladies and gentlemen, at this point, I knew I had fucked up. Because Uh if she ain't got time to handle the scandal tonight, you going to hear about it in the morning. Smoke in the city in the morning. Yes. So I went to sleep with fear and trembling in my heart. And I woke up the next day, early in the morning, and I wrote her a letter. In this letter, I told her where I was. I told her what I was doing. 
and essentially came out and told her that I was gay. You told your mom in a letter? In a letter. Sure did. Oh, oh shit. Okay. So I folded up nice and neat. She was going off to the grocery store. It is Saturday morning. She's up. She's about to go run her errands. Mm-hmm. Handed her the letter and she tra-la-la'd off into the sunset. Again, I don't know if y'all know how terrifying and anxiety-inducing it is to be waiting for an ass whooping. But at this point, I'm like eight, nine hours deep into waiting for my judgment. I'm shitting bricks. It's getting on my fucking nerves. What are we going to do here? Just for a little context, bounce back just a little bit. I have been calling some compromising positions coming up that were clearly homosexual. And had a conversation with my mother. Don't choke it. Had a conversation with my mother. <laughs> uh, and she always said, you know, if you are gay, you can always let me know. I will always love you the same. Everything's going to be all right. I never fell for that shit because I didn't fucking believe it. And I wish I had a state on this. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. Because if I didn't come out, I wouldn't be who I am today. So... Needless to say, mama got back and that ass got tagged. I got my ass whooped, asshole appetite all up and through that house, and then I got put on punishment for the rest of the school year. Damn! For being a couple hours late? And for being gay, but that's another story for another time. But yeah, that's my my coming out story. Oh, friend, I'm uh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I mean, child, things are things, and things happen, and that's how it went down in my life. <laughs> I, uh, in honor of National Coming Out Day, I don't know if you guys knew, but I posted it in our Insta story yesterday, but I'm going to reiterate it again. I told my full coming out story back in 2018 on the show, in the episode titled, Walking Out the Closet, the coming out story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So if you guys want to, like I said, it's back in 2018. I would gladly post it again if you guys want to hear it. Um, Of course, we had to support National Coming Out Day because I feel as if personally coming out shouldn't be a huge deal. But unfortunately, everyone else makes it a big deal. Yeah, because America and boxes and all the other bullshit, but what the fuck ever. Literally. So it's time for us to talk about this controversial topic here. The Dave Chappelle mm. stand-up special. Oh, God. I have such an opinion. And my opinion is just that mine. Uh-huh. Just the purpose of the conversation, I have not seen it. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to hold your response for one second. Okay. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I the one thing I want us all to get in the habit of doing is what I've realized a lot of us love to do is we love to not formulate an opinion for ourselves. Now I talked about that ad nauseum, but yes, go ahead. We do this a lot. And in situations like this you need to formulate your own opinion. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't cringe when the trans jokes came up. I'm not going to do that because I did. 
I cringe. Was I offended? Yes. However, it got summed up at the end of the special. When he said, I'm done, I'm no longer talking about anybody from the LGBTQ community until I know that we are laughing together. That is the part that everyone did not hear for some odd reason, because I feel as if we listen to be offended. And in that sense, it makes us completely sensitized to anything because everyone else is upset about it. If I make sense. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with the jokes. However, when he summed it up with that one line, it brought everything together to me. Because we sit there, we laugh at fat, we'll laugh at fat jokes, we'll laugh at skinny jokes, we'll laugh at ugly jokes, we'll laugh at everything else. But when it comes to us feeling personally attacked, we didn't consume the content for ourselves. We didn't sit here and say, let me get an opinion of my own before I give a rebuttal. Everyone is just going off of the fact that they see on their feed, everyone is upset. I'm not supporting him. I'm not sitting here defending him in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, form your own opinion. There's nothing wrong with you getting upset because of the fact that you know someone that's trans and you're offended because they're offended. However, in the same sense, in order for you to give a real reaction to the special, you need to watch it for yourself. I say that to anyone. It's things I don't like that I still have to watch. And guess what? I have to do it in order to form an opinion. We can't come on this show and give any of our sections, let alone topics, unless we form our own opinion on it first. That's how it works whenever you digest anything. So Netflix came out. I'm not even going to read the article. I already read enough. Netflix came out and said they're not removing the special. Of course they they are. They're not going to remove the special. They already said it's not coming down. And it's because of the fact that they saw it first. They had to. They had to edit it. They saw it first. But like I said, I, of course, cringed when the trans jokes came. But that last line, it doesn't soften the blow. It still is offensive. And people will find it offensive. But that last line is the line that we all need to digest. And so we're laughing together. If you feel as if he made those jokes in poor taste, absolutely, I agree with you. But I don't feel as if you should form an opinion about it unless you've seen it for yourself. And I'm not talking, I've seen clips online. I'm not talking, I've read a think piece on Twitter. I'm not talking, I've read someone's post on IG. I'm talking formulate the opinion for yourself. That's my only thing I have to say, is formulate the opinion for yourself. Everyone is sitting here saying, oh, it's also homophobic. How exactly was the stand-up homophobic when he, a straight man, said that he wouldn't mind trying out a glory hole? You see what I mean? It's like, well, no, I, like because... I'm in touch enough to know that, yes, there are people that would definitely get offended by it. I don't ignore them in it. In the same sense, I'm also saying, please watch it to form your opinion about it, opposed to piggybacking off of someone else. 
Now that I can get with because you all know that I am a champion for making your decisions and your thought processes off of education. Come on, and not fear or hearsay. I do agree with that. However, Mm -hmm. again, I'm saying that I have not seen it yet. I can only go off of what I have seen and heard other people talk about it, so forth, so on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's my thing. I almost feel like I don't even have to watch it to understand the context. And last line or not, okay, lots of, we are in an age where we are all very sensitive to something because we all in each other's business. That's number one. That's a major fact. Please continue. So, we wouldn't know so much about each other without social media because it has literally brought us together whether we want to be or not. Mm-hmm. It has given a soapbox platform podium audience for lots of people and opinions that we have never heard before because we never had to be around those people. Fair. That said, just listening to reading things that people have said about what he said Mm -hmm. joke or not at some point to me you have to read the fucking room because when it comes down to the trans community specifically trans women specifically black trans women and trans women of color their stories are already not being told correctly. Especially from people that are not living the Black trans woman experience. What is being pushed is the narrative that Dave Chappelle is pushing from what I have heard and seen so far. Again, You can be the greatest comedian of all time. You can be brilliant. Everybody can think that you're fantastic. But read the fucking room. Because there's a difference between a joke that is ha-ha funny and everybody laughs, including the people that you're making the joke about and making the joke that appeals to people that stand in line and affirm you and the language and the logic that you're trying to push in the name of this community, if that makes sense. It makes sense. And like I said, I don't condone the jokes in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, like I said, for most of the people that, like, you see how you were able to formulate to say that, to come to that conclusion and say, as an ally for the community, let alone the trans community, I can say it offends. I'm like, yes, it offends. I'm not, not, I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying digest it for yourself and formulate your opinion. There's a lot of people right now, and I'm not saying you, and I'm not say, making it personal in any way, shape, or form. You have a bunch mm-hmm. of people that go on social media and write whole think pieces for what when you didn't watch it? Well, like, I'm not saying he's saying that. I'm not saying he's saying you need to, but I'm saying mm-hmm. that's like me 
right now, contrary to belief, I just started Squid Games, right? Mm-hmm. That's like me going on Twitter right now and writing a full think piece on something I didn't even complete yet. You get what I'm saying? If you formulated your own opinion and you found it offensive, that's something that I can respect. I'm not saying I don't respect your opinion. I'm just saying at some point, when do we understand or what would we, I'll put it to you like this. When will we actually get to a point where we can find a line to where people can talk about it or even speak about it without it becoming a big old thing on social media for almost a week? Well, because the voices of trans women that have been murdered within the last three to four years have not been spoken at all. But y'all quickly tell a joke about trans people and you don't know anything about the trans experience. That's why. And my thing is, while I, again, while I agree with what you're saying as far as formulating your own opinion about having the knowledge to right. actually dig deep into it, my right. thing is, in this particular situation, if someone that is offended by what was said without actually hearing what was said was to watch it and then actually hear it, would their opinion change? Because even you have said that the jokes made you cringe, which means that you were uncomfortable with them. Exactly. So That's what I'm the, the Right. But what I'm saying is even like, because what you also said was at the end of it, he said that I'm not going to make any more jokes about this community until we're laughing, we'll be laughing together. together. This is what, okay. So <clears throat> let me define that line. Like I said, of course I cringe. I'm never going to sit here and say, oh, I laughed at them because that's fucked up. I would never laugh at them. But at some point, like, Let's put it to you like this. If the jokes, never mind, I ain't gonna go there. At some point, when do we get to a point where we actually can find some level of where we're okay with it even being spoken about? Now, yes, granted, we have several issues when it comes to the trans community, let alone the murders, the discrimination that they still go through. It would be completely ignorant to be blind to it because I see it. But at some point, you also have to question to question yourself. With everyone being so politically correct nowadays, when exactly is the point where we can actually kind of breathe without being so tense, if I make sense? That makes sense. And I agree with you. But my thing is this. We can get mm-hmm. to that place when you make jokes mm-hmm. that are actually funny. And not clearly against the community that you're speaking about. Again, there have been plenty of comics that have made jokes about gay people, i.e. gay men in general, that have been funny, that I can enjoy and laugh at because it's, they, they make these jokes and I can tell that you've done your research. I can tell that you've been around people that are gay. Prime example, Dion Cole from Chicago has a special on Netflix. I forgot the name of it, but mm-hmm. he talks about gay men, specifically his gay cousin, that he knows. All the jokes that he said landed because they all made sense. As a gay man, I laughed my ass off at his jokes because mm-hmm. they didn't come from a space of discrimination. They didn't come from a space of hate. 
He did his research. He knew what he's talking about. And he incorporated it into his set. And it made sense. And it was funny. I was comfortable laughing at it, being a part of the community, understanding that he is not. It worked out. But when you have a history of speaking about a certain community and it's never in good taste, and then you come and you talk about a community that, again, there is a way to tell a joke where everyone can laugh together and you don't have to give me a disclosure on the end of your set to try to smooth over everything you said. Because comics are going to say shit that's offensive, period. Because they that's, are. that's the name of the game. It's always been like that since the beginning of time. But dude, if you have to give me a disclosure at the end, you know you are saying fucked up shit. You know what it reminds me of? Because my thing it. is, if you're going you to say it, stand in your shit. Don't give me no disclosure. Own it. If, you, if, if, your, art, if your artistry is solid and you believe in what you said, you don't need to give me no disclosure. Especially when you Dave Chappelle. You're a comic legend at this point, so stand in that shit. And again, I haven't seen it yet, but this disclosure at the end, I'm not going to say nothing else until we're all laughing together. No, dude, because you know ain't nobody else laughing. The only motherfuckers that's laughing are the people that agree with you. You know what it, it reminds me of a little bit? It reminds me as everyone has seen the Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Everyone has seen the Kings of Comedy. Remember Bernie's stand-up? Yes, and if I, I did. And remember, a lot of people forgot his stand-up with his nephew, he was joking about the fact that he believed his nephew was gay. Yes. Now, if you remember on the Bernie Mac show, that wasn't the case with his nephew. At all. But I could laugh at that because of the fact that I found it funny. It wasn't like I felt offended (laughs) or anything of the sort. So when I say digest something for yourself, that's exactly what I mean. However, yes, the jokes were cringy. They were disrespectful. I will say that. And you definitely have a point when you said when when, um, Deion Cole actually did his research before he actually talked about it. Maybe that's the part of this that was missing Mm -hmm. because I can't justify it. I can't sit here on this show and be like, well, they were funny. Like They weren't. They were cringy. But in the same sense, I'm like, I just want to get to where we formulate an opinion and able to speak on it and not mm. get to a space where everyone is just up in arms and just upset. I'm like, if you're trans and you found it offensive, I commend you because of the fact that, yes, it was cringy. And I can only imagine the pain that she went through having to watch it if you did. I only can speak as a man that empathizes with the trans community because, hello, they're my people at the end of the day. But I would be wrong if I sat here and be like, oh, I laughed at them. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I only, like, did it, I only did it so that way I could be like, okay, I could talk about it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I actually watched it. Yeah, I mean, and I get what you're saying when it comes down to, because we are in an age of bandwagon. Bandwagon, yes. like a lot of people get on a bandwagon about something without having complete knowledge of a situation. I totally get where you're coming from, and in that respect, I understand your argument where it's like the shit wasn't right to begin with, but definitely see it for yourself so that you can have a more solid stance about what it is you're fighting for and the cause you're fighting for. Totally, and, and get that. exactly, and that's why I said, as someone that 
if I'm not trans, I can't sit here and tell you that I know their experience because I don't. Mm-hmm. However, I can only imagine how uncomfortable they would have felt watching that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I can tell you for sure. But the issue that I have is, like I said, people that decided to bandwagon the whole situation. Oh, he's this, he's that. Okay. First of all, why? Oh, because he's upset. You're upset because everyone else is upset. Right, but I mean, even, even in that, even in that frame, my thing is this. Like I said earlier, there are some times and in situations like these where it's like, <clears throat> if those people are outraged just by hearing what someone else said about it that actually watched it, if mm-hmm. I'm already aligning myself with this community and my community, this community that I trust and that I stand for, said that this shit was offensive nine times out of ten when i go and watch it for myself i don't even have to watch it because my community has already said so now there are some things where it's like you should probably go watch this for yourself because this one particular person was mad about it whatever but when as they say in the christian community when two or more two or three more are gathered sometimes (laughs) it is just so you don't need much more than that you know what i mean so there, I, get I, I get what you're saying. Like it's it, it's kind of a case by case scenario, but mm-hmm. in this situation, I just don't see anybody <clears throat> that is an ally for the trans community watching it and getting a different perspective that would take them so far outside of the realm of that was fucked up and he shouldn't have said. So, you know. I will. The sad part is, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Uh, will you probably get an apology out of Dave Chappelle now? No, I'm, you are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to. He makes him money. Sorry. I'm sorry to inform y'all. If you really thought that, oh, he's gonna form, he's actually gonna form an apology, and Netflix is gonna be forced to take down. No, unfortunately, this is the way of the world, and this is the part where it's sad that you have public outrage, and they'll still be like, oh well, get over it. Yeah, it's it's there. I mean, because at, at this point, not only have has everyone watched it that wanted to watch it, but then there are those of us that or hate watching it because we're pissed about it and we want to know more. There are those <laughs> of us that want to get more information and actually know what was said in order to form an opinion that going to streaming and on and so forth and so on. It is a, the, the crazy cycle of capitalism and the emotions of the community just creating this perfect storm that never gets us, that very rarely gets us to what we want out of the whole situation. So I will say this. I will say this and I will leave it at that. If anything else happens within the trans community, can we please not let Flame and Rose speak for the whole community, please? Because that is the part that pissed me off. I'm like, how dare you go on CNN and say that and I wasn't offended by his special? You, Flame says, it's one thing for me because I empathize with the trans community in saying they were offended by it. I don't sit here denying their feelings, they're valid. I stand by them in saying that they were that it's wrong, because like I told you, I was uncomfortable when the, when the jokes were told. However, you are a woman of trans experience, and you got your big black behind on CNN and said this. But see, here's the thing. Flame Monroe is from Chicago, a hometown hero. I've seen Flame up close and personal back home in Chicago. 
the evolution of Flame Monroe is a very complicated one just because Flame identifies honestly, not necessarily as a woman of trans experience. It's very complicated. He got his own pronouns. There's a lot of stuff that Flame stands for that Flame accepts and don't have a problem with that just does not go for the entire trans community. But again, there are people that have platforms that get to spaces where they can have conversations and give their opinion from their vantage point. And those that are not of trans experience will take that as an opportunity to further perpetuate the cycle of transphobia and so forth and so on. Because this particular person that looks like and sort of identifies with the trans community by being under the trans umbrella is not offended, so, so should, you shouldn't either. Well, that's only one person. So that's it's a real per- convoluted and complex conversation when it comes to playing one role. Take that one with a grain of salt because no, she can't speak for the whole trans community because she don't, re- she don't even live her life as a woman. She's built like a woman. She's gotten her body work done to look like a woman, but Flame lives day-to-day as a man. When it comes down to pronouns, that's why Flame's mantra is he, she, we. He make the jokes, she tell, he make the, he write the jokes, she tell the jokes, and we write the check. That's it. That's how they live. So, they don't, even, don't even bash your head about Flame, because, no. <laughs> again, once again, Truly and utterly, I stop y'all having to go through this. I really do. And I champion the women that spoke out, whether they watched it or not, just understanding that their very existence became someone's joke, let alone it wasn't in a tasteful fashion. I will definitely admit that it was not tasteful in the slightest. However, it. it you get a, when things like this happen, you get a bunch of people that bandwagon, like Flame Sis. Nine times out of ten, you ain't opening for Dave. I can just say I mean, I mean, but even still, you know, everybody's got their own agenda. And I'm not saying that Flame has an agenda, but Flame clearly is, has been doing comedy for a very long time. Flame has had some doors closed in her face for being um, under the trans umbrella. So, she has the experience. It ain't like she hasn't been affected by the shit before. But again, Flame operates from a totally different spectrum and a totally different vantage point when it comes to comedy and so forth and so on. And people are going to do what they got to do and what they want to do to get to where they need to be. Girl, bless the mess. Hopefully this comes to an end soon because I'm going to be brutally honest with y'all. I'm tired of hearing about it now. Well, I'm, at that, I'm at that point. I'm tired of hearing about it now. I'm tired of hearing about everyone deciding it now. They have an opinion about it to each his own. Like I said, I do, do I condone, co-sign, or support him for it? No. No. But like I said, at the same time, please, if you're going to don't bandwagon, watch it to form your own opinion. I'll summarize what I said by saying that. Because I think that frustrated me more than anything, is you have a bunch of people writing think pieces that didn't watch it. Oh, did you watch it? No. So why are you writing a think piece? Again, why? I said, Again, you know. like I said, you made the decision not to watch it. I respect it. 
But did you go on Twitter writing the think piece? No, I haven't because I, you know, for me, again, I, again, I'm the type of person that needs to have all the information for me to make my staunch opinion, my my plan of attack. And I don't believe in just speaking out of the side of my ass. But again, I, I don't. don't <coughs> I tell you, there are two things about me when it comes to Twitter land. I ain't got time to be arguing back and forth with nobody. Okay. I don't get into all those shenanigans. That's bullshit. I don't have time for that. Y'all don't know me. Y'all don't pay my bills. We don't have time to be sitting, sitting here going back and forth, especially if y'all going to be ignorant. And all I have to do is block you. Number two, okay. um, uh, you know, I again, I, I, I need to have all of my um, information before I form an opinion about it. And if I decide to talk about it, I will. But uh, it just ain't my style. So. With that being said, y'all, that concludes Scroll On. I done gave my opinion. I done gave my piece. And hopefully, y'all receive it. It is not in a negative light in any way, shape, or form. Okay. <laughs> that being said, I'm I'm crossing over. Okay. It's time for someone to pull out a stand. That's right. Ladies and germs, it is time for me to start this pot. Now, uh, stirring the pot is going to kick off a little bit differently this week because we put up on the Instagram page uh, that we were watching a specific show. We asked you all to watch along, and this was actually my homework to Lene over here, you know, turning right. shit. Yes. And I am so in love with this show. It is a YouTube series on the Slay TV channel. Before I jump into it, I advise everyone to go and hit the subscribe button on Slay Please. TV. Go Support. and watch all of the things on Slay TV because they they do the shit. Okay. Shout out they to Sean and shit. Terry. Go creatively. I know this show is not you guys, but right. I respect it still. It is a wonderful piece of art. Uh, Listen, y'all put y'all stamp on it because if it wasn't good, it would not be on Slate TV. So that being said, this first portion of Stirring the Pot is going to be our review of the lovely series for the boys. Yeah. Uh oh, y'all! This uh, fucking show—it's just <laughs> black, gay, queer excellence. I love everything about it. I handed it over to Lonnie, and I was like, "Listen, this is your homework. I need you to watch this series." He was like, "All right, okay." The bitch finished the series within like maybe five to six hours. He binged the whole thing in one day. It is that good. One day, so <laughs> I went ahead and I developed some questions for us to go over it. Hopefully, you all have watched it. If you plan on watching it, these there's going to be some spoilers in this conversation, I am sure. So you're going to have to skip ahead. Um, I don't know how much longer we'll be talking about it, but definitely skip ahead if you're going to watch it. And then come back and listen to our questions, and then you can chime in in the inboxes. But... So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, five, four, three, two, one. Here it goes. All right. First question. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'll start here. Do you see yourself represented in this series? God, yes. 
Now, if so, how and by whom? That is a that's a complicated question because I see myself seen in all three. Okay, well, give it to me. Like, like, what was it about the characters? The, I'm, and I'm taking it the main characters you're talking about, or like several characters throughout the series. Um, I'm gonna say the main, the three main characters I saw myself in. I saw myself with Anthony. Um, I saw myself with Saeed, and I saw myself with Drew's character. With yes, I was about to say Jamal. Uh, oh, I saw myself with Anthony because. Anxiety is a thing, and sometimes you're just afraid to be who you are. If you remember the opening scene for the boys, okay, mm-hmm. Anthony was pumping in those pumps. They were red mm-hmm. pumps. Mm-hmm. He went in the work. The one I think I saw and got a flashback there and there when he got to the like to actually walk into his job, and he had saw. Y'all, I don't want to spoil this, but I got to. He saw his he saw his soon to be boo. As soon as he walked in, he second excuse me. They second to the hallway. As soon as they got down to the step, like a, a flight down there and there, they opened their backpack and saw and like had a pair of sneakers inside. Mm-hmm. They made the conscious decision to just be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going in here with my heels on. Fuck it. So Shorty comes into the actual workspace and she decides, oh, I didn't know that, you know, yes, honey. I'm like, oh, God, I hate these girls. Okay, so don't dive too much into that because I got another <laughs> question about the opening scene as it is. So just tell us a little bit more about how you felt seeing through Anthony. I felt seeing through Anthony with the fear of being yourself. I saw myself with Saeed with I saw myself with Saeed when it came to the body dysmorphia. That's the one thing mm. nobody picked up on. Uh, mm. I'm not going to explain the rest because I don't know the rest of the questions. And I saw <laughs> myself with Jamal when it came to wanting something for so long and then come to find out it wasn't what you wanted at all. Mm. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I felt connected to all of them in certain ways, but I, I gelled with Jamal a lot in the sense of being a hopeless romantic. Yeah. And like having this strong desire for love and wanting it to work. I never dated a white boy before. But I mean, to each its own, I would. Yeah. Like, and I, it's I, no I, shade. I, I'm sorry. I, no. It's no shade to Jamal and his, you know, Jamal's character. Um, we but all, we I, we don't yuck people's young no. around here, but, no. bless, but bless, continue. <laughs> but I just, him being an artist and like him being the person that is always down to bring folks together and like the sap and he was so sweet. I've been that guy my entire life. And it's not always easy because people think you corny or people think you like, a little different or whatever, but always down for my friends. My friends are always down for me. Definitely saw myself in Jamal. At a point in my life, I was definitely Saeed and the fact that I was searching for myself through sex with other guys. You know, Mm -hmm. his his character was very complex. Got on my nerves a little bit a couple of times, not going to lie. But that desire to have 
to be the pretty one, to be beautiful, to have a partner to spend life with, all that stuff. I, man, that was, that was real strong. And then Anthony just, I felt seen in his freedom and their freedom to be themselves mm-hmm. and to just stand in their truth and how hard that can be. Um, you know, it was just, it was really fucking amazing. It was, it was fucking dope. I love that. So next question. Tell me about your favorite characters, best and worst traits. So first off, who's your favorite character? You can only pick one. Who's your favorite? Who is your favorite? Give it to me. Who is it? Who is it? I'm sorry, but my favorite is Saeed. <laughs> okay. All right. My favorite All right. Is so what's his best and worst traits? My his best trait is actually him as a friend. The thing is people didn't viewers didn't give him the credit due when it came to him as a friend. He didn't fold. Like, though he may have had an issue with the fact that Jamal was with a white boy, he didn't hide the fact that he didn't agree with it. Now, was that right? No. But he didn't hide who he he didn't hide that he wouldn't agree with it. And he always said exactly how he felt. Like you could never say he wanted to change his mind, like he changed his mind or he was wishy-washy. If he said how he felt about it, he stuck by it. See, but that was the part that I didn't appreciate about him and that got on my nerves because it came from a very it felt very selfish to me. Because while I can appreciate you having an opinion that you're willing to stand on. If you're my best friend, I'm gonna need for you to have a really solid reason not to like a motherfucker and then not be a bitch to that person when I bring them around. Hold up. Let me let, let, let me stop you. Now, if you watch the show, Saeed wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong in the end, but again, before we even got to that point, he what so- reason did Saeed? What reason did Saeed have to be? What reason did Saeed have to act the way that he acted towards them? Uh, let's call it spade a spade. You mean how Saeed was acting towards Devin? That's what I said. What reason did he have to act that way towards Devin? One, he, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't see, he didn't see it. He didn't. I don't care if you don't see it. I'm your best friend and this is my man, bitch. You ain't got to sleep with him. I do. And you ain't got to be all, you all have to be his best friend, but you're going to respect him. True. I mean, I wouldn't have went that far. I would admit that out loud. Like, uh, I wouldn't have went that far. But in the same sense, we always have that one friend that's very vocal on where they stand with it, whether you want to hear it or not. We always got that one friend. That's very. I I have that one friend, and that one friend is gonna keep it cute, regardless of how they feel. Right. That's why I said I'm like, would I have gone that far now? But Mm -hmm. I would have told you on the side, like, yeah, I don't know about this friend. Like, well, I'm like, I'm not gonna hold you. I don't know about this. (laughs) Which is fine. You do that, but don't be all in his face being a complete fucking dick. 
like from beginning to end, and every time he come around, you just gonna be a fucking asshole every time. No, that's where I didn't agree. I'm like, okay, you blatantly, you were the one that actually said he should come around, and exactly. so he comes he comes around, and you completely act like a douche toward him. Completely, it's bullshit. And unwarranted, unnecessary. Mm-mm. And then didn't want to, uh, and then didn't want to own that he knew he was wrong. No, he didn't. That was the one time he was pissing me off. I'm like, okay, yes, you have a valid point that this is probably not going to work. But at the same token, why? Right. Exactly. Why are you doing all this? Why are you giving all this? I extra? I lived for Anthony and their. <laughs> Their guard when it came up to old boy trying to talk to them. Raymond. Mm-hmm. When Raymond came into the picture, I was like, "Ooh, yes, Raymond." But then when Raymond revealed that, then when Raymond revealed that he was bisexual, I was like, uh-huh. "Anyway, so about my favorite character because you went into another person altogether. So my favorite character is actually Anthony. Um, Anthony brought the balance to this show in a way that was really, 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 really amazing. Some of their worst traits to me was all of that happiness and security that they have in themselves. They let their anxiety and their fear get the best of them a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like you literally are reaping the benefits of standing in your truth, but you are low key trying to push this man away. And you know you like him. You know you do. Like you've been digging since he gave you that compliment the first day in the office. Like, and then when you saw him at the party, you was like, "Bitch, wait a minute. Like, what is he doing here?" And then you slid ever so slightly. Slid so hard, went over there like, "What's going on with you?" Oh my god, I can't believe you! That shit was so funny. <laughs> I was hilarious. What's going on here? I, you know, you this know is a queer party right here. Like, uh, I'm bisexual, yeah. and you gagged. They gagged. Oh, wait a minute. So, like, well, I mean, I couldn't front. I was like, Raven was flying, flying. <laughs> Definitely cute as shit. Definitely like, cute as shit. I'm so, y'all know me. I love, I have a thing for thick lips. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Anthony's best traits, though. Anthony is just a bomb ass friend. Again, yes, they the are. balance between the oil and water that is Jamal and Saeed, the way that they balanced them throughout the entire story was just perfect. All I love the way that Anthony was always grounded as well. Like definitely the voice of reason was able to see both sides of the coin and appeal to both sides in a way that brought everybody together in the end. Mm-hmm. I thought the shit was perfect. It's fucking beautiful. So uh, next question. <clears throat> so Rate the opening scene and the closing scene of the series one to ten and why. One being the worst, 
and 10 being the best. So let's start with the opening scene. Rate that one through 10. I'm giving that a solid nine. And I'm giving it a nine because in our minds, we always envision that one negative Nancy to do something stupid like that and we want to read the fuck out of them. Mm -hmm. But we understand that we are at work and we can't do that. I know that's right. All right, so how about the closing scene? One to ten, and why? I was disappointed in Saeed in that closing scene. I'm not going to hold nobody to it. I was disappointed because the one time they needed you to show up as a friend, you chose yourself. That was my biggest disappointment when it came to Saeed. It's like, you really don't give a shit. Like, it's, it's not like a front. You really don't give a shit, and it's you're willing to choose random niggas over your friends. Okay. That's how I felt. Okay. Honestly, so how would you how would you rate that one? It left it left an open door for more. So I would mm-hmm. give it a solid seven. But oh. it was very it was very realistic when it came to how things transpire when it comes to friends. It was very real. Gotcha. Okay. So for me, opening scene, I'm giving that opening scene a solid 10. Mm-hmm. And I give it a solid 10 because of the complexity of the opening scene. And I don't Talk know about it, caught it, but Talk about so it. we see how Anthony comes in the office finally after he jumps back off, jumps off the cliff and says, fuck that this is me, this is who I am, I'm walking in here with my pumps, bitch, and they just don't have to deal. So you walk in, everybody's clearly gagging because everybody's watching them walk in with these red pumps on. Then here come this thing, Amber, walking over and giving her two cents and being all flamboyant and ridiculous, which was absolutely unwarranted and not needed at all. And then when Anthony goes into basically reading this bitch for filth and letting her know where she's staying, where to get on and to get off with them, mm-hmm. everybody goes into a rage. Everybody's <laughs> gagging, dying, laughing. <laughs> Folks is putting post-it notes on their forehead talking about some I'm dead. dead. And then Anthony comes back to reality. Here's what I caught about that scene. That was literally a representation of how people act on social media about certain topics. Mm-hmm. Like the girl came in. We all know that we've seen the story a million times about how some women are too much when they meet somebody gay for the first time. And yes, queen and Miss Thing girl and woo 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 and want to give them a three cents. That was so unnecessary. That everybody goes crazy in the end. So then you get the message from Raymond saying, I thought you were cute. And the intro comes in. So I love it. I love the nuances of it. I love that it was fantastic. I love that they showed how Anthony would have reacted in a world of social media like it would have been a different story where we actually would check people online. But in real life, we have some reservation about shit most times. So that was a solid 10 for me. The ending scene. Closing scene, I have to give a solid nine. I have to give it a solid nine because 
first of all, Jamal's monologue before the closing of the show is so fucking relatable. Anybody, queer, straight, gay, everybody could relate to that monologue. It was so gut-wrenching. I teared up a little bit. Kudos to you. And then the reason why I got to give it a 9 and 9 out of 10 is because as a consumer, I was pissed that they ended it like that because I didn't want to... He just went to a hookup. Like, girl, did you not see your sex? But the nuances of that ending was very, very, very good as well because the knee-jerk response is to be pissed at Saeed for doing that, for basically like disregarding your friend. You did not show up to him. I don't give a fuck if we are fighting. You should have still shown up because you know this meant everything to him. But what I appreciated about this scene was even though it was fucked up that he went to go hook up with somebody, did you pay attention to who he chose to go hook up with? That dark-skinned dude. Exactly. And the interaction that he had to him was the closest thing to someone actually seeing him for who he was outside of Christian, the guy at the second episode. Oh, the, that one, that read had, him. the one that had read him for Phil. Exactly. Um, but he was the only one that showed interest and had some nuance to himself that was kind of in line with where Saeed was. And then also the fact that in that moment, Saeed was doing a tit for tat and deciding, you know what? I'm not even going to go into supporting Jamal or whatever. This is about me. I'm going to stand up for myself now and do something that I want. So fuck what you heard. I don't care. I'm pissed at you right now and I'm going to get what I want and that's going to be that. So So, 10 and 9. It was definitely selfish as fuck, but it is what it is. So, um, last question. If you could give a critique of the show, what would it be and why? Mm. What's your critique? Overall, what did you think of the show? Two things. One, I wanted longer episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll be one of my my people to have major budgets because they come in with the content, baby. This show is everything. And two, uh, I, oof. two, I wanted us to see, I wanted Anthony to have more options. I wanted mm-hmm. Jamal to have a, a blast from the past come in. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, though I know this is just too perfect reality, I wanted someone to come along that made Saeed completely question what he really wanted. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted like, essentially. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted them to have different endings. Like I, my heart broke for Jamal when Devin just completely revealed who the fuck he was. I, I, I was, I was ready like, to strangle him. I was ready to strangle him. It, it just was like, yo. I, mm. Yeah, I it, mean, was it, was it was too much. It was too much. It was too So for me, I, I got to say, y'all, and this is not me just giving it up because I love the show. The show is just solid. It's really fucking good. It I don't is. really have a lot of critiques for the show. 
Would I have loved to have seen more longer episodes? Absolutely. But I do love how each episode, each episode is not the same length. They literally get in and give the story to push it on to the next episode. So each episode, you got something different. You got a little bit more. Um, it was just a really fucking solid show. More time? Absolutely. I want y'all to have a budget. I need to know where I need to throw my money because I got you. I need to know where I need to throw my money because I need y'all to have more come season two. Um, uh, I wanted... and... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but I just... Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any any critiques. I think it was solid. I think it was really good. I think the the filmography, bitch. When I tell you, they gave me so much of Issa Rae and Insecure with this soundtrack, the music, the music, the music was on. Y'all ate that, like, oh my god. Um, yeah, that's that's I, I it. I have one more critique. I wanted to see more of. Kyron, okay. <laughs> yes, Kyron. Yes, we love you. Y'all go check out the Sweet Talkers Network. Oh my God, they're doing great things. Kyron, we're so proud of you. You did so good. I want to see he more of him too. So- I want him to come back. I'm like, and the funny part is, I had posted in our Insta story that we were recording and he reacted to it. I was like, oh, yeah. I gotta bring you up. <laughs> listen, listen, got to see him, got to see him come through. I, Cause I just knew that they were going to put them two together. And I thought that, I thought that he was going to be the one to rock Saeed and that he was going to be the one to like, yo, I want you what's going on, what's good, what's your problem? I thought, but hopefully, hopefully they bring him back like next season or whatever. And I for mean, him maybe. in the story because... I, and, and you know, maybe you can reach out to him and ask that question. Like, um, are you coming back to season two? What's up? <laughs> like, what's good? We just need to know. Literally. All right, y'all. So that wraps up our review of For the Boys. If you have not seen it, go watch it. You need to give it a watch, a good thorough binge. We guarantee you will love it. It's fantastic. Shout out to Slay TV. Shout out to the creators. Um. Yes. Uh, I can't remember the names right now. I had them written down, but I can't remember the names. But I'm going to get it for y'all next episode. All right. So we got one more thing that we're going to discuss. As we're on the topic of the gays. Yes, the gays. I saw this post. I'm starting to pull things from Facebook. Oh, oh, wow. Right, right. Y'all know Facebook is like a minefield. You get some good ones, you get some bad ones. Y'all be doing some crazy shit sometimes, but it is what it is. But this one comes from my friend. And I'm going to call this one Plight of the Dating Game. Now, my friend put up this post, and I want us to discuss it and just break it down. Mm -hmm. So they said, many may not agree with me, just an FYI. If you aren't mobile, can't host, and don't have a job, you should not be dating or hooking up with anyone. Tell, tell the truth and shame the devil, honey. <laughs> I promise you, it is my Come biggest on, friend, pet let's peeve. Talk about it. it is my biggest pet peeve as a single person. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all may not know, but I, for a while, I was unemployed. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to say for like the last month of it, I did not want to date. I barely wanted to do the things. I just didn't feel adequate. 
and mm-hmm. some of y'all feel it's okay to have those things happen but no it's not it's not it's not okay right. um why are you why are you messaging me telling me to come through what <laughs> you want me to come come through to where really, a- really absolutely absolutely not i can't absolutely I can't. not and then you have people that was oh i want to be in love this said a third bitch did you clock in today <laughs> oh my gosh Yo, I, you, you know I, what I want I, you, and then hold on I have to vent my single frustrations real quick I ain't done this in a minute Come on, then, then you'll sit here you'll message someone on one of the little sex apps or whatever and then you'll say as soon as like okay the person agrees oh can you send me a car huh? an Uber a Lyft that wasn't oh, wait a minute. They, oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so the children are asking you to send them an Uber and they yes. trying to hook up? Yes. You know, this is... <laughs> this has to be the equivalent of back in the day, a motherfucker asking you for bus fare back home after you came over my house to hook up. Like, where they do that at? Where they do that at? Y'all are comfortable. And then... Hit, Here's the kicker. They want you to come through, all right. They want you to come through, pick them up, and then drive back. I ain't got no car, but what we're not going to do is that. <laughs> At all. At what we're not going to do is that. And Especially if you come through and the shit ain't even good. <laughs> like, I promise you. I promise you. Brandon's time, going through it over here, y'all. <laughs> I've been, I tell people all the time I've been single for seven years, and in the past year, I feel more comfortable with saying, fuck it. I'm not coming to pick you up. I'm not sending you no money. I'm not, we're not, I'm not sending you an Uber or Lyft. You hit me up. Why are you here? Not, wait a minute, not they hit you up and then they got you paying for it. Child, no shade to sex work, but honey, this I'm I'm not trying to pick up no 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 sex worker, honey. I'm I'm trying to get some dick. I'll respect the sex. Yeah. I'll respect the sex worker. You want to know why I'll respect the sex worker? I know what they do. Exactly. You know I know what, what I'm here for. I know what I signed up for. Exactly. You know before I hit you up. But baby, why, you why? out here mm-mm, on first ocean's great internet trying to get me to come pay for some services. It's not gonna happen. I don't know. I felt a little in. I felt a little indifferent about this one, just because I can definitely see where they're coming from. But like, I ain't never had no car. But the but difference is one thing: you had money. I'm gonna get you to my destination. You had bus I'm not gonna ask you had a li- no. You had money. You had money for Uber and Lyft. Down. Like you, you get what I mean. You found Down. a way to improvise. Anybody, That's and you're it. a whole grown ass adult. If you don't have a way around, you motherfucking improvise. Don't come over here trying to ask me to provide for you when you a grown ass man, your damn self. If you can tell me you horny, then you can sit here and open your motherfucking cash app, your motherfucking Uber, your Lyft. You can sit here and go downstairs to your motherfucking car and find your way over here. <laughs> Period. Period. Like, uh-uh. Like, what? I don't fuck with high schoolers. I don't fuck with people under 18, let alone 25. Listen, what the fuck is that? Baby, you better find your way. 
Know your Period. place, earn your spot, says Know that. Period. <laughs> Shout out to MC Deborah. You come over Hello. here like you like like you that girl. Like, Listen, you are not too fab to be doing all that. Not you at all. You are not fab. You're not fab to be doing that at all. <laughs> and then on top of that, right. I'll be extra. I'll be extra pissed if the dick is whack. See. Listen, when the sex is bad, you don't waste my time double time. No, we're not doing this. You better find your way home. Somebody going to pay for this. Anybody somebody, somebody paying for this. That's it. That's all. All right, y'all. I have stirred the pot quite enough and triggered my poor, 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 poor friend over here. He just went off on a total, total rant. But before we go, y'all know what we got to do. I got to find out just a little bit more about how it make my friend feel. Friend, you ready? Go ahead. All right, so the first one. Come on, girl. Where's my post? Come on now. All right. It says, assuming it's your job to fix, change, or heal other people says a lot more about your needs than it does about theirs. Read that to me one more again. Let me digest. I will say it again. And this comes from underscore, uh, underscore Lisa Oliveira, that's all one word. That's L-I-S-A-O-L-I-V-E-R-A. It says, assuming it's your job to fix, change, or heal other people says a lot more about your needs than it does about theirs. Yep. I agree. I agree. <sighs> that, one, that one hit like a ton of bricks, y'all. I ain't even gonna lie. So, listen, one of the hardest things that we have to unlearn as human beings is People pleasing, baby. Because that's what it that is, is. Not your job. <laughs> it ain't. It is not listen, job. you are grown, baby. You are grown. The one thing I'll say to anybody: if you're truly one of my friends, we never, none of us ever feel like this toward one another. Mm-hmm. I selected, I selected my friends for a reason. Like none of us feel like this toward one another. Like hell no. And the reality of the matter is, is that if you are, if you feel this way about trying to run around and fix people, understand that you, you are the one that needs the healing. Talk about the things. You are. You are. It says a lot about what you need and your healing that you need than it does about what they need. Because it, the people pleasing is something, it, it's a trip. It's a trip, and it's it's basically a mask for past trauma. It's a mask for a lot of shit, underlying issues that you are just not willing to address, and you're avoiding it. And I know that because I've been that person a lot in my life, a lot. Woo! All right. Mm. So let's get to this second one. Oh God! Letting letting people lose you instead of trying to convince them of your worth hits. <laughs> Ladies and germs, that comes from We the Urban on IG. And I'm going to read that one more time. It says, letting people lose you instead of trying to convince them of your worth hits different. Friend, how that make you feel? I'm going to shut Lord. out, Lord. Friend, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. 
Oh shit, no. <laughs> Baby, you ain't got to convince nobody of shit. Period. Let them motherfuckers lose you. Let them be done. Walk away. It is okay. When you do yeah. that, I guarantee you, you will feel so much better. So much. So much better. So much better. Be a better space, a better, a better place for you if you just let them lose you and just walk away from the bullshit. And I got time. Pick me up, Lord. <laughs> I'm trying to get up. Pick me up, Lord. <laughs> Come on, friend. Oh, God. All right, y'all. Oh. That's it for how it make you feel. We have come to the end of our episode. And before yeah. we go, we got one more thing. It is time for that mental health tip. Mm. <sighs> mm. Folks, mm. my mental health tip for you today. When you at work, don't let some folks stress you out. Don't. Do not let some folks stress you out. We A lot of us go into our jobs and we want to do our very best. We go above and beyond for these companies and all this other shit. I totally get it. You want to do your best. You want to do your job right. But do not let other people stress you out and make you do their job times too. I tell people all the time, especially people that are coming in, into my department, new folks, I give you your, that first warning. Baby, come in here and do your job. Know your job description. And know it well. And stick to it. Because the girls will try to put on everything other than your baseball cap that you came in with and make you wear them hats. No. You ain't got to do it. It's too much stress. And you don't need it. Do your job. Yours. Mm. Don't let them stress you out. That's all I got. Period. 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 Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Come on, friend. Tell them like it is. What you got? Sometimes. Sometimes. The storm already cleared before you knew it. Wait a minute! Uh-uh. Bring your ass back here. Uh-uh. You're not going to drop the mic on that. What you said? Come on! Sometimes the storm cleared before you knew it. Come on, talk about it, friend. Tell them what you mean. Tell them what you mean, make it plain. You could stress, you could cry, mm -hmm. you could, and your anxiety could be taken over. But there's one thing for certain, two things for sure. The storm cleared before you even knew it. Listen. Okay. You got to, you got to understand that, that shit is already done and let it go. Let that let shit go. go, bitch. Let it go. I know that's right. Don't even hold on to that shit no more. <sighs> I love it. I love it. Listen, ladies and germs, this has been a fantastic time with y'all today. Thank you again for being so patient with us. Yeah. You know, shit happens sometimes, but we always bring y'all the good shit in the end. So we thank you all for listening. Do not forget to rate, comment, like, subscribe. Find us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WRYH Podcast. Send in your listener letters, your comments, your concerns, your opinions about what you hear on these shows at askwryhpodcast at gmail.com. And friends, if they want to hear an ad for they shit, if they want us to blast their shit, where can they drop the information for that? Wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Serious business inquiries only. 
Once again, it is W-R-Y-H podcast at gmail.com. Once again, listener letters, ask W-R-Y-H podcast at gmail.com. Word. I'm not, I've gotten to a point now, I'm about to Devo (laughs) y'all. I'm tired. Um, We do a bike. Period. Uh, we're giving thought into pushing the release date back from Mondays to Wednesdays. Y'all let us know how y'all feel about that. Yeah, because we want y'all to get the shit when you need shit, and sometimes stuff be happening that prevents shit. So you, you know, <laughs> my allergies just got in the way this time. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. We got it. <laughs> it's okay, friend. It's okay. It's okay. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right it's all right we're gonna we, we're gonna pull it together y'all we love y'all it's been fantastic thank you for joining us again and we are signing out see you hoes bye